1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the back of an action-packed weekend in the Scottish Cup. Rangers and Celtic will play each other in the next round after seeing off Cove and Falkirk respectively. Stephen Gerrard explains the Nathan Patterson Covid appeal which allowed him to play and score last night. There were no shocks involving Premiership teams but Brian Rice was left far from impressed as Hamilton crashed out against St Mirren. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. I'm not sure Celtic really need a cup tie against Rangers at this particular time all the momentum is with the team who wrapped up the league title in March all the uncertainty is with Celtic well we still wait for an official announcement on Eddie Howe and if he does come in will it be in time for two old firm derbies before the end of the season or will his arrival be aimed at the end of this season and the preparation for next season and I'll be interested in hearing Stephen Gerrard's appeal for Nathan Patterson's ban Because I for one Don't understand it Alex Ray What a weekend yeah, So many games So many talking points Yeah Rangers and Celtic Coast through at Round 3 Gordon to set up An old firm class In a fortnight Motherwell, Dundee United Aberdeen, St Johnston St Mirren, Livingston Kelly also into the next round Celtic still to announce A new manager Six weeks after Neil Lennon left Parkhead and Dominic Mackay will probably be in post be 24 to 48 hours from now 0141 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight It is a Monday night There is never any shortage of talking points on a Monday So many games across the weekend So many positives, negative bits in between Refereeing decisions All the usual Monday night fare We've got big stories away from the actual football pitch as well So make sure you get in touch And share your thoughts with the panel 01419511025 Don't hang around, get involved nice and early And let us know what is on your mind Right, You are spoiled for choice this weekend oh. How many games do you want to choose from? What was your result of the weekend please? Air United nil, Clyde 1 Well done Danny Lennon It was League 1 against the Championship It was full time against part time And Danny Lennon's side did it with one goal And they're away to St Johnston now And if they win that one They get Celtic or Rangers The schedule that Clyde have been on recently as oh, well really? Makes that result even more incredible Yep, won't argue with that one Alex, as usual, he picks first Which just means it kills uh, me, yeah. You're left to pick up the pieces What's next? Yeah, I've got a good one here, Gordon Inverness, Cali mm-hmm. Thistle okay. Beating their old rivals, Ross County I, I think you have to go back to 2000, uh, 2015 Before 16 Before the last time they won that So it's impressive Yeah, okay, fair enough Right, goal of the weekend then I'm going for How often do you get a Montrose player Getting oh, goal of the he's weekend? He's been doing his research this weekend Yeah, Russell McLean The third goal for Montrose In their 4-2 win At Fraserburgh Overhead kick Spectacular It was pretty good I must yes. admit Again you're, There must be something In the water tonight I'm not disagreeing with you So far I'm Alex going, I'm going to go for Jermaine Defoe mm-hmm. 25 yard Pile driver Gordon At 38 years of age And I think I'd be disappointed He never scored more But an impressive goal All the same And your howler of the weekend then I don't know who's Does the Scottish Cup Make you feel differently Who's getting it Is it referees Is it yeah. goalkeepers Defenders Strikers <laughs> yeah. The lot Stephen McLean right, The referee okay. Dundee United and Partick Thistle Thistle are out of the cup Because he missed a blatant push By Nicky Clark uh, To give himself the chance to score He pushed the defender Onto the Thistle goalkeeper Go take a big calls right Thistle are out of the cup Because of that Okay Alex I'm going for a dual award Gordon oh, uh, right. Some poor attempts At uh, uh, goal Gordon Shea Gordon 1-0 up To go 2 
Partick Thistle Yeah Partick Thistle You know And he, he gets it all wrong Drags it past the post And the boy Moyle At Hamilton 1-0 down Misses a header From about 6-7 yards You know Big 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 chances Right okay Let's do it on the phones 01419511025 What did you make Of the weekend's action then If your team were involved Let us know what you made Of the performances What stood out for you what about that Scottish Cup draw? Anyone anyone in this part of the world fancy sharing their thoughts on that? It will be Rangers against Celtic. What was your reaction when you saw those names coming out of the hat? Is that a tie that you thrive on at this stage of the season? Or is it one that you would have rather avoided? You tell us. Let us know on the phones. And anything else that you think we've missed, please don't hesitate to get in touch. What did you make of that draw, Hugh Keevans? Uh, I, I repeat I, I'm not sure that uh, Celtic will need that draw Right now um, There's still so much Uncertainty Surrounding the club uh, Rangers do have momentum And the the record at Ibrox Is astonishing 51 goals scored Two conceded No defeats No draws Just wins uh, The momentum is with Rangers And mm. Celtic they will have to get things sorted out with Eddie Howe before we even contemplate that game in less than two weeks time I mean Hugh's obviously right in the big picture Alex but I yeah. wonder if inside Celtic John Kennedy and the players might think well actually in the last two head to heads we, we feel like we've equipped ourselves well why not go and make a statement why not go and finish the season in a high well listen I think it's an opportunity for John Kennedy whether they can get uh, Eddie Howe in before then who knows you know it seems to be dragging dragging on and on um, but it's an opportunity for them you're absolutely right in terms of the last game for me it was a bit of a dead rubber because there was nothing at stake particularly the one at Parkhead and then obviously the one in uh, for about an hour in the 2nd of January you'd have to say Celtic were impressive for that first opening hour but again Gordon Rangers are going to this feeling confident because they haven't really hit the levels that they have throughout the course of the season and still uh, come through undefeated Yeah. what did you make of the draw what did you make of your team's performance over the weekend anything else pick up the phone and let us know I can see the phone lines lighting up nice and early Stephen Gerrard says he's looking forward to playing Celtic in the next round he was also happy with the commitment levels that Rangers showed against lower league opposition last night yeah, we, we said to the players before the game, with all due respect to Cove, who were going well, it was about Rangers tonight and we wanted to put in a real strong showing for us. We wanted to uh, make the game about us and really respect what the game meant moving forward. We wanted to be in the next round in the draw. We wanted that opportunity to play Celtic here at home and the players have delivered. Um, I've made quite a few changes in the eleven and gave people an opportunity. Our players have certainly respected the game and the opposition and, and, and put in a strong showing. We were happy with the home draw to come out and um, obviously it being Celtic now makes it even more interesting. Um, be a tough game, tough challenge, but one we're very much looking forward to. OK, let's go to the phones and bring in William, who's a Rangers fan. Start with the game line last night. William, what did you make of it? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a point about the, the game and the go draw and two points to shoot. Is that OK, Gordon? On you go, just take it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the game obviously uh, we were we were very good in the first half. The way, the way we play football, I don't think anybody in Scotland can uh, can compete with. The scary thing for for Celtic and the rest of the competition is we're going to bring in seven first team players to enhance that to enhance that team in the next round. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I'm very very confident. You know, but I thought Scott Wright showed up well in the draw. Yeah, him draw. It's, we we don't fear Celtic. They should be fearing us coming there. You know what I mean? Because if Rangers play to if Rangers play to their best and Celtic play to their best, there's only one winner this season anyway. And Alex, that's Rangers. Alex, you were at the game last night. What did you make of it? Is yeah, I mean, there's an air of um, 
routine about the results yeah. really when it's Rangers against Cove or it's Celtic against Falkirk you're, you're kind of expecting a comfortable win that's what we got across yeah, the board yeah absolutely Gordon and I think uh, the interesting thing for me was the amount of changes that he made and the level of performance I think when you have Celtic drawn earlier on the day it's a great incentive for everyone to kind of step up that little bit of extra momentum and I think in right Defoe and Roof the front three absolutely terrorised and when you look at the way Cove played they were trying to play for the back corner it wasn't really ideal because of the levels uh, it was very difficult for them on the night mm. and they, they, they absolutely coasted home 4-0 Do you think Celtic should fear Rangers William I know you, the, the points gap at the top obviously tells you um, quite a lot they may well feel a, a little bit of something in the last couple of performances against Rangers do you really think they'll fear it? Well, the last the last time they played has gone out. Fair enough, I right? books right. They, they played all right, right. But the second one at Parkhead, Rangers were on their knees. They still couldn't be. It's been two hard games in Europe, you know, and and we still literally beating them. They end up in that game. But but Stephen Gerrard said he's going to focus. He's going to focus on this uh, this uh, competition, and he, and he's going to and we're going to be right out for that against Celtic. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, there's always a huge reaction when, And believe me, having been involved in the Scottish Cup draw yesterday When uh-huh. you, um, when those two come out together um, it's, it's been a while, we're perhaps used to seeing it in, in the latter stages What what does it mean having it at this early stage I, of the competition? I don't think Celtic will fear it uh, My concern for them is that they are not as good as Rangers The league table says there's 20 points between them And the league table doesn't lie uh, So... I go back to Rangers' record at Ibrooks this season, they are formidable. So I don't think Celtic fear it, but I think Celtic are under-equipped to take it on. William, do, is the one thing left for Steven Gerrard now that he's wrapped up the league is to improve that cup record? You've had a few disappointments in cups um, over recent seasons. Is that one that y- you want to put right? Yeah, obviously, that's that's been my point. Aimed against uh, Hugh Gordon, if that's all right. He, keeps, he said on Saturday, right, that Eddie Howe's not even in the door, right? And if he doesn't do well, he's going to get a sack. If Steven Gerrard doesn't win these, this, uh, the league next year, he's going to get... I'm going to say to Hugh as right, Steven Gerrard, Hugh, will never be sacked for Rangers for what he's done. He's stopped their Holy Grail 10. He'll never be sacked. And you stated, Hugh, and I'm quoting you, you didn't uh, get the Eddie Howe appointment. I'm, I'm getting to come the last couple of shows you've been on, you're starting to warm to point. Have you changed your stance on that uh, that uh, protection Absolutely not I think, if you, I think if you read the Sunday Mail yesterday You would see that I was asking it, it, The question may not be How but why uh, So I, I remain Consistent in my stance I'm, You know Eddie Howe Will appeal to some And not appeal to others uh, He's certainly not out of the Martin O'Neill Brendan Rodgers category uh, But he is Celtic's favoured choice However in answer to your question no, of course I haven't changed my stance. Buy a paper. <laughs> oh, that's fine, sure. Aye, that's fine. But uh, uh, but what I've got to say to you is, sure, right, Stephen Gerrard, you've not answered that question. He'll never, ever be sacked for Rangers. He, we were going to build a statue of that man. He stopped Celtic's Holy Grail 10, the, the Forever 10, that's it. Yeah, we, he stopped it. He well, when, 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 when did, what, what was, if I missed something, when did, did you say that Stephen Gerrard was going to be sacked? No, I said at the start of the season that the, the one who finished second would be sacked. Right. Uh, and to the very best of my recollection, the one who finished second did go. William, what, oh, you, what, what exactly oh, do you mean by that? He said, so he said it's 
Saturday, right? And you stopped it, you because you, you, your exact words was, I'm stopping all this uh, talk of sack. And he said, if Steven Gerrard finishes second day, he'll get a sack. If Eddie Howe doesn't do well, he'll get a sack. No, I must, I must admit, I, rem- I remember the point being specifically about Eddie Howe and in terms of what he needs to do and what would be a success and how long he would get. I don't I don't think, and by oh, the way, I love nothing more than to wind this guy up, William, but I don't think he said Steven Gerrard well, would be sacked. The point, that was, the point that was being made is that in this city now, uh, the bragging rights mean that you get very little time And Eddie Howe will get next season, I believe uh, Because people will understand that the scale of the job And incidentally, I'm talking about a man who hasn't yet been officially appointed uh, But if Eddie Howe's appointed He'll get cut some slack next season because of the scale of the rebuild uh, However, the season after that, he's on his own uh, And, you know, no one... Can say as William is saying that any man will never get the sack because uh, you know it, it happens. It's football, and you do get the sack. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans keen to get your sort of response to William on that. Alex William thinks that, that Celtic should fear this tie, this draw against Rangers. What do you make of that? I think if you're an old firm player, you go into them think you can win it, Gordon. I think that's always the case. I think Celtic will take heart for the last couple of performances, uh, as as I said earlier on, Rangers. Over the course of this season Have managed to get the results required So for me Rangers going to favourites They're at home Hugh mentioned the You know the The home form at Rangers So impressive Two goals conceded uh, By Scottish teams uh, Going there I don't think I can't recall That type of defending uh, And a team Losing its little goals Gordon So I think I think they'll go into that Kind of in heart One of the big key things for me is Dominic Mackay is supposed to come in Over the next day or two Gordon Eddie Howe needs to follow him they need to, the Celtic need to get their acting gear They have to get the personnel in mm. the building They have to do all the, the due diligence Who's coming, who's going Who's renegotiating contracts And start the process Well funny you should say that Because it was a routine win for Rangers last night A routine win for Celtic on Saturday evening Under John Kennedy's leadership at the moment After the game he was asked what he knew about the process And of course his own position at the club as well Honestly, I don't know. Uh, there's obviously a lot of talk uh, behind uh, in the media and, and everywhere else. Um, and I think the way the club have operated, they've been quite calm on it. You know, I've been involved in conversations, just keeping things up to date and where we're at and everything else. But this week, I've not I've not spoke to anyone on it. Um, again, it's been quite a busy week as well. So, but the club will just do their business behind the scenes in terms of how we've we've done in terms of the squads at. You know, I've been really delighted with them. I've enjoyed it. You know, it's been good. The club will make the, the decision. I'll do what's right for the club and right for the players and everyone else and we'll just have to monitor that as we go. Have you looked for or been given any assurances about your future? No, and I wouldn't expect it to be honest because again, a big club, you can never take anything for granted. Uh, I've been here a long time but it doesn't mean anything. You know, I know, I know what I do here. I know what I can offer um, and that's why I probably stuck around for a long time. You know, when managers come in because you know, I, I like to do what's right for the club. They know that. Um, but at the end of the day, we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, it's all John Kennedy can do. Uh, come in every day, go to his work, prepare the team for the next game. Uh, he, like everyone else, will be waiting for tomorrow and what tomorrow brings with regard to Dominic Mackay. But as Alex said, pretty soon there'll, there'll have to be a definitive word on Eddie Howe. Yeah, listen, I agree with that wholeheartedly because this cannot continue to be the way it is, Gordon. They have to go in. The new manager needs to get put in post. He has to assess the players coming and going. And for me, uh, it has to be done sooner or later. 
Uh, 01419511025 Let's hear from you On this Monday night What did you make Of the weekend's action What about that Scottish Cup draw I mean Williams already Firing out there Rangers he says Celtic should be fearful Of the tie I'm sure some of you Celtic fans would disagree So let us know We heard from John Kennedy On the managerial situation Anything you want to discuss On that front And uh, if you want to hear Stephen Gerrard's explanation As to the Covid appeals And Nathan Patterson In particular Well you'll hear it here next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here to look back on all of the days, all of the weekends, mm. biggest talking points. And my goodness, there are many. We are on the phones as well as Twitter, and lots coming in here on Twitter with regards to the cup draw. Logie says both sides will be looking forward to the game, but the fact is we, I assume Rangers, are better than Celtic. If we turn up, we win. We've not got out of gear in the last two games and we were not beaten. Alex McLeish, presumably not that one, says Hugh's talking rubbish. Well, hold on, <laughs> this is a tweet I can get on board with. What does the rest say? And he says the last two derbies, Celtic have been the better team by far and now the squad is almost back to normal. We will win in two weeks. And on the managerial front Paul thinks Eddie Howe Must bring his own assistant To Celtic But John Kennedy Could go back to a first team coach Like he was Under Brendan Rodgers Well time will tell 01419511025 On the phones We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard um, On this Covid Situation uh, Let's bring in Barry first Barry is a Celtic fan uh, Barry the previous caller The Rangers fan said Celtic would be fearing this draw Is that Accurate or not? Oh, definitely. I'm quaking in my boots. <laughs> I mean, really and truly. Really and truly. Right. Now, Hugh just said a minute ago, the league doesn't lie. Right. First of all, this isn't league football. This is cup football. Totally different thing. Um, on its day. Um, second of all, I don't think Celtic will be fearing MD. Okay. Now, Hugh, you said yesterday in the Daily Record, or the day before, either or, um, two in a row may already be in the bag because the job is so big. Uh-huh. I cannot believe you've made that statement I'm sorry The guy isn't even in the door yet We don't even know what kind of We don't even know if it's going to be Eddie Howe Or if it's going to be somebody else What the transfer budget is Martin O'Neill came in the door With Dick Advocat He was the best thing to slice bread The press went mad for Dick Advocat And Martin O'Neill came in and he won a treble And the only player he added to that 6-2 game Was Chris Sutton Okay, let's be realistic here. We don't know what's going to happen, and I think you're being a wee bit disrespectful when you tweeted that'll be the League Cup double for Rangers, considering what's the mum done to Rangers in the season. Well, if I am... Let's just just say, take game at a time. Fair enough, Rangers are playing well, take nothing away from them, but I think you're being a wee bit overzealous. Right, now if I am the terrible tipster that everyone says I am I don't know why you're getting upset at me saying that the Rangers will win the match But to go back to the point I made uh, about two in a row First of all, as you've acknowledged Barry It is not yet officially confirmed that Eddie Howe will be the Celtic manager Point number two I think whoever is the Celtic manager will need 10 players For the start of next season I feel sorry for whether it's Eddie Howe or whoever is the next Celtic manager because the scale of the rebuild is exceptional. And when you go into the transfer market, be it eight, nine, ten times, it's a massive gamble that all of your eight or nine or ten signings will actually succeed because all transfers, as Alec will confirm, there's an element of risk 
about them mm. So that's my feeling that Celtic have a long, long way to go To prepare for next season Against a Rangers side Who are a model of stability I think that stuff is obviously undeniable Okay, Personnel, everyone knows The contract yeah. situations the, you know, Odds and Edward, whatever it may be Christopher Iyer But a year ago you would have said 10 in a row was in the bag And you would have said Celtic were a model of stability and Rangers were, were miles off them And they've just lost What was it What's the anniversary A couple of weeks ago They've just lost to Hamilton Ackies The fans are raging So Of course Just because that happened Doesn't mean it's going to happen again But Can we not learn lessons About how Unpredictable football Can sometimes yeah, be Yeah but, but some, you, you would have said Ten in a row was in the bag You would have said that At the start yeah, of the season yeah, Wouldn't you Yeah uh, And then Celtic season Went from bad to worse uh, But I just feel that It's such a rebuild You know A, a goalkeeper for sure Back four Scott Brown is leaving He'll have to be replaced uh, Edward In all likelihood Will go He'll have to be replaced He's been uh, You know A yeah. terrific scorer for Celtic And so on and so forth I just feel that The scale of the job Would make me feel That Rangers are favourites Next season And Celtic yeah. Therefore have to Have to disprove that Yeah I mean Barry Don't don't worry There is no chance I'm letting him predict The winner of next season's title At this stage I, I, I will not let that happen But To be fair to him I'm thinking back to that Q&A That Dermot Desmond did Barry Remember he said That regardless of whether We won the league or not this year We knew that the 21-22 season That's next season Would be a transitional year For the team Do, do, do you see where he's coming from In that regard? I can see where he's coming from But saying your favourites And then saying Two in a row is already in a bag Are totally, totally different things though Are they not? If you if you read the, the paragraph That followed that You don't happen to have the paper In front of you do you? No sorry I don't Well the paragraph After that says Unless of course Eddie Howe Can Work his magic Yeah mm. You know so uh, the, I, I do say Obviously that so much faith and trust has been placed in Eddie Howe And if he delivers then it won't happen However, I have to take you back to one very, very basic point Barry You're on here to express your opinion I wrote my opinion Therefore you and I are You are doing it verbally I did it via the written word It's the same thing Alex, what about Barry's initial point that And, and again, it, Hugh mentioned that the league table doesn't lie Barry quite right to point out This is cup football And yeah, the league course. the league table did lie When St Mirren knocked out Rangers The league table has lied On various occasions In cup competitions For, for Rangers over the seasons Gordon and when it comes to cup competition It's actually who plays well on the day uh, You know you might need a bit of fortune You know we've seen it time after time We've seen it in the league cup final uh, Last season Where Rangers dominated the game And lost the game We've seen it in January Where uh, Celtic were dominant as well Rangers didn't uh, register a shot on target And still won the game So anything can quite happen uh, Now Barry's coming on and, and saying his piece I think it's a major overhaul And I think that's one of the reasons why Rangers will go in favourites uh, We don't know who's going to come in the door So it's a bit premature for me to go So and so is going to win it I did say Rangers would win the league at the start of this season So you know oh, You're not getting credit for that Come on you can't predict every season And just hope that it sticks And then well, eventually well, you well, take well, Come on Gordon, Come Gordon, on Gordon There was only two pundits in the show At least gave, gave, gave us that. That's funny But what I'm saying is that I, I mentioned this the other day Callum McGregor's been mentioned By Leicester Linked in the last 24 hours as well Potentially go out the door Edward will most certainly go out the door Christie will go out the door And Ayer will go out the door Due to the beginning of last year If whoever comes in can 
turn them round to actually sign a longer contract then that'll be the or benefit. use that money very wisely perhaps well, well that's the thing Gordon because I actually think Celtic will spend a fortune in the summer because they have to as, as uh, Dermot Desmond said it's a total rebuilding it's a t- new project the whole staff has been ripped to shreds from the top mm-hmm. to the bottom so you know there's going to be a new influx and they need uh, backed that's my point about Eddie Howe this guy's been sitting on his backside for the best part of a year Gordon and he's sitting waiting to go into a position where it looks as if Celtic's here. I can't see why they're waiting. Maybe they want Dominic Mackay in first and then they bring Eddie Howe in, but they need to get him in soon. What is your take on that side of things? Barry, the, the managerial position, we just heard John Kennedy there saying, you know, he's um, not not asking for any assurances on his own position and he was kind of keeping his cards close to his chest. What's your, your take on everything? I mean, obviously, you're right, he's, he's, not, been, he's not been in a job a year. Negotiations take time. Now we all know Celtic take time with negotiations, whether it be for players or anybody else. Sometimes it does bug me. I really wish it would be in and it would be in before the Rangers game. Maybe that would give the players a bit of a lift. But I would I would like to see him in sooner rather than later, definitely. Okay, Barry, pleasure to speak to you. That was Barry in Barhead. What's on your mind out there? Oh one four one nine five one. 1025. Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard who says the COVID breach ban given to Nathan Patterson could be damaging to his development. The Ibrox side will appeal the suspension handed to him and of course the four others for attending an illegal gathering. Uh, Gerrard thinks Stevie Clark will also be disappointed by it. I'm not too happy over that and I don't think Steve Clark will be very happy over that as well because unfortunately he's going to have a big ban now. We're obviously um, in talks with the SFA for, for another date. The reason being is the obvious reason is we think, obviously, it's harsh in terms of what went on on the night. I think everyone assumes because of what happened to Jordan Jones and George Edmondson that everything's the same, which isn't the case. So we think it's um, a little bit out of sync in terms of what went on. We don't think everything's been taken into consideration when you're talking about the boys in terms of age and uh, how damaging it can be for them and their careers moving forward now. Um, you're talking about one of the br- brightest prospects ever uh, in terms of right back. Uh, you know, th- this kid's going to go and play for Scotland and all of a sudden, you know, the SFA want to ban him for that long. I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. But we'll see what happens moving forward. For me, I disagree. Uh, his age has got nothing to do with it. He's a first team Rangers player. Uh, regardless of his age He broke uh, COVID-19 protocols uh, Police Scotland regarded it uh, As being sufficiently serious To hand out on the spot fines That makes it the same as Jordan Jones and George Edmondson uh, As for Steve Clark, Steve Clark uh, hinted that Nathan Patterson This was early in his development And that's why he wasn't in the squad for the games against Austria and Israel And at the time Stephen Gerrard said that he agreed That it was uh, right to pace Nathan Patterson In terms of his arrival on the international scene So you can't say this player shouldn't be banned Basically because he's too good a player Yeah Alex there, there were two distinct parts there It seemed from what Stephen Gerrard says And the first part is a bit mysterious Because well Oh Hands up We weren't there on the night And we weren't there with Jordan Jones Stephen Gerrard seems to be hinting That there was a A, a difference between What Jones and Edmondson did yep. And what Patterson And the other four did Without having been there I don't really know yeah. and, and I think most of us Would have to admit We're in the same boat Then the next bit The bit that's got everyone's eyebrows Or a lot of people's eyebrows Raising on social media today Is Should Nathan Patterson's Ability Potential Promise International credentials 
matter Should that be brought into it? No, no for me The two situations Gordon um, And this is the interesting Let's look at the, the, the second part first With his international aspirations I don't think it will hamper his uh, career going forward I see a guy It's at the top of his game for a young guy He is thriving Unfortunately he's going to miss this period of time We're not sure how the, the appeal. appeal will play out But I don't see how uh, it will affect him uh, going forward Gordon So I, I don't agree in, in some ways with Stephen That this there uh, Hugh says because we don't know He, he highlighted the last time When uh, Stevie Clark omitted And says he's a wee bit early and yeah. things I get the impression that Stephen Gerrard's mm. actually spoken to Steve Clark When he comes out with that and says yeah. I think he might have been in these next two uh, squads Because the, the obvious follow on question is then If Nathan Patterson's rubbish yep. d- d- Do you accept the ban? You know what I mean? Is that, is no, that, no, I, listen, I don't, unless, I, I don't Are people I, missing something? It doesn't, it doesn't stack up whether he's young He's old or anything he, he's, he's broke COVID rules Now I think one of the problems With the, the whole COVID situation for me here When you look over the course of What, the last mm. year The Inconsistencies are glaring, Gordon, because they almost have different merits. You what part of bubble you're in? You're in different things, and you go from the the off. The, it's a three game suspended for the Aberdeen eight. Then it slightly goes up a mm. little bit, and then it goes up to, to seven games, Why, six I, games. That, that may well be the case, and I almost expected Stephen Gerrard maybe to mention some of that because I see the Rangers fans talking about that on yep. social media, but it, it, that didn't seem to be the reason. It seemed to be that it was different from Jones and Edmondson. Yeah. In what way, I guess I don't well, know. I'll what... tell you what way is because Jones and Edmondson went to a party out with a bubble. Yeah, this is my understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know the full details, but Edmondson and Jones went to a house party out with with loads of random Strangers, individuals. Right. Okay. Whereas a le- these guys were in a house with their partners. Yeah, which they still shouldn't have done, of course, because no, no, you're, you're not allowed to go. Is, it was a less of a risk, but you're still more or less getting uh, the same well, band. Let's bring in Brian on this and see what he makes of it. Hi, Brian. Hi, panel. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Right, I'm not bad. Hey, Alec, you're absolutely spot on there. Uh, that is the difference. Uh, Jones and Edmondson was out of the bubble. This was in the bubble. I'm not condoning what the players did, right? But it is, it is different. But my my big point in this is why football players are getting double and triple sanctions when it comes to this. In any other walk of life, uh, if you break COVID rules... Does your work get involved and then give you a suspension as well? I don't believe they do. So I, I really don't understand them getting involved in it. The police get involved. The authorities get involved. Well, to be fair though, Brian, I, I, I couldn't speak on behalf of every place I work. I think, to be honest, I can only... Sp- yeah, I, th- I think this place in here might be a bit upset at me if I if I went and did that and then had to, to miss the show or whatever. So... Um, but I don't. I'm not sure that's the point. Anyway, the, the whole idea, remember, is that football was allowed to return. Football is allowed to take place every weekend on the understanding that that players follow rules and, and follow protocol. So, are you are you going as far as to suggest that players should be allowed to break COVID protocols and then don't receive a suspension for it at all? Yes, I do. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They've already been fined. Their clubs They've already faced sanctions In terms of self-isolating Oh hold on a minute Hold hold, hold, on Brian Two seconds No no That's an important point To clear up for everybody Self-isolation is not a sanction Brian It's a safety measure It's a vital safety measure To stop the virus spread And that's not a punishment Right okay I'm I'm maybe using the wrong terminology there But they've already had to lose Miss games in that that period I'm talking about all players here And we seem to get involved In it up here A lot more than they do in England 
maybe the players down there actually behave more, but I don't believe they do. Anyway, when Jordan Jones uh, and George Edmondson received seven match bans, Rangers immediately agreed that that was a, a, an appropriate sentence, otherwise they would have appealed that one, and the players had been fined by Rangers into the bargain. What I am saying is that the offences are of equal merit because in the eyes of Police Scotland, they are of equal merit because they imposed the on-the-spot fines. And Yeah, but again, these are... This is not the law. You've got the law, and then you've got you know kind of football sanctions. I I don't know if Rangers have a leg to stand on. I'm going to repeat that. I don't know. But Stephen Gerrard clearly feels that there was the detail of the breach was different enough. But much of what Stephen Gerrard says is about Nathan Patterson's development. No one no one denies that this is an outstanding talent here. However, his outstanding talent is not relevant yeah. to the, to this matter. And you know, a six game sentence, uh, two of them suspended. Four games I do understand It's an inconvenience mm. For Stephen Gerrard And for Rangers However He's had him In domestic And European football For weeks mm-hmm. While the SFA Trundled their way Towards imposing A sentence In the first place So I mean Brian's going as far Alex is to say That if a player And he's saying Any player yeah. Breaches Covid protocols That they shouldn't be Banned for matches that, no, that sounds... I don't agree with that Gordon I don't agree with it Because the, the protocols Are put in place You need some sanctions To um Almost apparently by the governing body, and and that's across the board. And and I, I maintain this: the con- inconsistencies mm. with this process in terms of what people get suspending sentences mm. to seven is too extreme for me, but, Gordon. But, but then, have you not? Have you not? Is there a, a, a hint of a contradiction there? Because you are, in essence, backing Stephen Gerrard and saying that Jones and Edmondson's was different from Patterson's. So why would they get the same punishment? If we have all these different incidents, how can you ever expect? The yeah, same punishment no, How can you expect no, and, and consistency I take, I take your You're point. comparing apples and oranges Yeah but well, I take your point on board But for me There has been other instances Where people have actually been Caught Covid There's been people Who have actually played in games Which are severer mm. For me I just think the whole system Then you go back to When they were docking points uh, From teams And then they had to overturn that I think the whole thing's been a wee bit of a Yeah I mean that's a, that's a, a wee bit made. No but what situation. I'm saying is that The whole system Gordon Has a wee bit Been a wee bit uh, all over the place If this hadn't been A Rangers player Or a Celtic player It would be entirely different But, yeah, but it is And that's yeah. the world we live in Thank you Brian uh, 01419511025 Great time to call You could be up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Are in the building If you want to get involved 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, lots of reaction coming into the COVID situation we just spoke about. Barry says Alex is spot on with the inconsistency comments. A club openly admitted breaking the rules, yet nothing was done. What punishment did the linesmen get? What punishment did they give themselves for the under 21 breaches? It's a farce. Um, I, I get the sentiment. If anyone was expecting <laughs> the, foot, the governing bodies to punish themselves, then. Uh-huh. I'm not sure that was ever really going to happen Although I do understand Graham says Bolingoli left the country He played in the game And only got a three game ban Surely he Should have been given the biggest ban And then I can hear people saying Yes but Celtic got fined for that And And, and that that was the You know that that's what differentiates them Because uh, Rangers haven't been fined for theirs And Hugh this is where There's a word that begins with W I can't be bothered mentioning it But, but yes. this is what we Kind of specialise in When these people are Breaching rules That they're meant to be Held up against the rules Not held up against Everyone else Who's ever done anything wrong 
Anyway, the, the, the what about the merchants don't get a vote here. Uh, this is purely and simply a matter between Rangers as a club and the SFA and their, their judicial practices. So they have uh, passed a sentence which they believe is appropriate. Uh, Rangers don't think it's fair, uh, but far too much of Stephen Gerrard's case for me is based on things that have no relevance to this matter about the development of Nathan Patterson as a player, about a Scotland squad that he has not yet featured in. Uh, that's not what's under debate here. Yeah, Kirsten makes that point. So basically what he's saying is if you're a decent player, you can bend the rules. Oh, and then there's a bit that's a bit too insulting for a, a, a family, family show. show. See, this is what happens when I'm trying to read them in real time. It's difficult. They're doing um, well. Carry on. Not that fast, I must admit. Right, 01419511025. And uh, like I say, we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Paul, who's in Crookston. Hi, Paul. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Alec. And hi, hi, Paul. You all right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. Listen, uh, good show as always. Um, just a, a couple, just one point, but I just wanted to have you mention it for Jamie Mason at Cove Rangers. Just uh, yeah, speedy recovery. Yeah, hope he has a good recovery and all that type of stuff. It looked a nasty one yeah. on that uh, replay. So yeah, all the best for him. Um, just a wee point about Officer Eddie Howe um, story circulating. I know the, the many calls you get, you think he's actually arrived, but um, it seems it's on the horizon. So it was just a wee a wee point about that. Obviously. Um, when my Rangers hat on here, it, what, what's the panel's thoughts of? Do you think Eddie Howe could be the next Mark Warburton version too, in the sense of he was bigged up, you know how he was a great football philosopher and all these types of things. Um, similar types of clubs, I, I, I could be wrong there, but I think Brentford's roughly about the same size, as, like fan base as what Bournemouth has got. Um, and I'm just thinking about Rangers in the sense of, you know, we, we're lucky enough to have Gerard in there. Who, big name personality, he'll attract big players. Uh, but don't get me wrong, the brains behind the regime, you know, what Michael Duke does there with the coach and everything else, and not forgetting like Sir Ross Wilson in the background. I mean, that's a well oiled machine that I brought down. It's taken two years to get there, but I think the, it, work, it's, it seems to be working in tandem with everything. And I just think, do you think, Eddie Howe, there's a, there's a danger that he could be seen to be maybe. The you are, you're, you're asking that because you think that is the case, I assume uh, Well, when I kind of look at the, the, the both clubs And I think what Howe's done Now, fair enough, Howe got, was in the Premier League and everything And probably established the uh, Bournemouth in there for a couple of years But uh, the fan base down there you know, We're talking about the sunny side of uh, the other end of the country Where it's a completely different mm. regime up here And when you see Warburton I remember the year he came up And I know they're like, you know, obviously living through the dark area, uh, dark era where we came through, we'd obviously want to push for a title, but it just seemed to be that Warburton was caught in the headlights a wee bit um, with the media attention everything that came with it when you come up here. With regard uh, to your um, expression, bigging him up, everybody is bigged up here. If you go to Celtic or Rangers, you're bigged up to start with. Uh, it's then up to you to, to live up to the hype or in some cases to, to fall by the wayside because of the hype. So Eddie Howe will come in And everyone knows the backstory. story uh, uh, So if Eddie Howe comes in um, He will appeal to some He will not appeal to 100% of the Celtic supporters But thereafter uh, We'll have to see how he adapts I, I do take on board the point That he's been down there In the uh, the English Riviera In Bournemouth 11,000 capacity crowd He's coming up to a madhouse uh, And if he can't adapt to the madhouse then he's in trouble. 
But yeah. you have to give the man a chance Yeah I get the, the size of the club argument yeah. Alex But but to be fair I'm, I'm pretty sure most people would acknowledge That Eddie Howe's operated at a higher level And for a longer time than Mark Warburton ever did Before he came yeah. up here Yeah without doubt uh, I think he, his track record's better as well we, we had a caller on on Saturday Talking about Roy Keane and what he'd achieved This guy's managed to get a couple of promotions Got Bournemouth from literally the bottom of the Football League Gordon to the Premier League and he had a sustainability there over, over uh, I think it was four or five seasons So he has done his uh, duty there I think this was the biggest question mark for, for uh, Eddie Howe If he is the manager Is the actual size of the job The mm. the scrutiny, the attentions, the expectations These are all the things Now I said at the weekend He will most certainly bring mm. a brand of football that Celtic fans will like um, He will most, the style of play Very attack minded, very hands on mm-hmm. Somebody said earlier on Will John Kennedy be his assistant I'd be absolutely flabbergasted If he was his assistant I would expect the boy Jason Tindall Who was his right hand man For many years at Bournemouth And then you've got Richard Hughes Who potentially is going to be Director of football So he is surrounding himself With his own men And I think And Hugh says When he went for his audition With Dermot Desmond I think he's sitting there going I want him mm. And I want yeah. him I don't think what happened With Neil Lennon What happened with this guy See, see the kind of the goldfish bowl thing The pressure The scrutiny Does anything really prepare you for that? I mean I know there are some There are a select small band of clubs that might come close oh. and if you take Stephen Gerrard's appointment because it's recent I know Dave King said before that he, you know he felt that the the sort of character the the, the, the scrutiny from 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 his Liverpool days would prepare him but to offset that he had never been a manager before so what yeah. you gain in uh, you know the, the kind of strength of character and the scrutiny you lose in the experience um is it's un, is it how likely is it that you find someone that Knows exactly what it will be like Is completely prepared for the scrutiny And is a brilliant manager Who's been at the top level And hasn't had a failure recently I mean these are That sounds quite ambitious You have to be born here To fully understand it Uh, But if you come in A Martin O'Neill Or a Brendan Rodgers You come in with an aura About you That puts all that stuff To the one side What was was Martin O'Neill's aura? Um, I know he had a a terrific playing career Uh um, Obviously Um, But if we're talking about that Notion that nothing prepares you for this He was successful at Leicester But Leicester wouldn't have prepared you for the, the scrutiny of this place would No, it? But, but Brent, so, so it can uh, be done But Martin was his own man uh, To my understanding Martin barely left the house When he lived here He lived near to Byers Road And once told us that he'd never been in Byers Road uh, You know, Which is full of restaurants And places where folk can enjoy themselves uh, So he handled it in his way Brendan Rogers came in uh, having been minutes away from Or a couple of games away From winning the English League With Liverpool uh, And people believed in him Hence the thousands upon thousands Who turned up to see him Hold a scarf above his head On the night he signed the contract But Eddie Howe is He is different Because he, he can't possibly understand What it's all about here However If we confine ourselves to Eddie Howe The football mm. coach uh, it has to be down to who he brings in on yep. the playing side and who he brings oh. in to work with him. Yeah, because I'm glad Paul mentioned that, you know, the, the overall thing, the, the machine, I think Paul called it, about everything that goes on in the background. He's talking about his own club of Michael Beale and um, Ross Wilson yeah. and so on. Because, Paul, the way you framed the question is if, you know, Mark Warburton um, didn't get it up here and, and he didn't succeed. But now looking back, is that the sole reason? Or is it now when you look back at the strength of squads Was Mark Warburton's squad not simply just miles away From the strength of this Rangers squad? Oh yeah, I think you've got a point there I think there's still a lot of things to settle down at Rangers You know, like um, 
well, background and everything else, it kind of worked. Um, it took time to work in at Rangers, I suppose. But and, and to be a, to be honest, a bit of degree of luck takes place with this. But I think um, I just see a bit of resemblance, I guess. You know, I'm, and I'm not saying it though when my Rangers hat on all that type of stuff. It's not to do it. I just think um, I've listened to, to to the panel there with the answers and everything, and I think yeah, all good points. But um, I guess it's just how he's going to react and how he's going to handle um, the pressure up here. But just one last thing. Just about the, the background of Martin O'Neill, I think you know, he said that he came from Leicester and everything else, but you know, Martin O'Neill is a very astute man. I mean, you listen to him in the punditry and everything else. Uh, he is brilliant in how to deal with the media and everything like that. Do you know, I just didn't see the same, I guess, with Warburton. And, and I don't know whether you'll see the same way with how, but like, like I said, I'm not speaking in the sense of, I don't know the guy as much. I'll hold my hands up to that type of stuff. I'm only going by what, what I've kind of read in terms and everything else, but it's just a point. Like I'm not trying to rub noses out and everything else, but I just think Rangers have now got a manager there who has got a team there. Where, where the way I see it works, and I could be naive in saying this, but I just see that Gerard's attraction. What player doesn't? I mean, in terms of, and I'm not trying to be derogatory in any way, shape, or form here, but if you had a player and they said, "Do you want to play under Gerard, you know, a European Cup winner, the big name that comes with it, and everything else?" Already, how I mean, what players are going to be attracted to that? And as I said, I'm definitely not saying that to Paul. Don't don't worry. You can talk. You can come at it from any perspective you want. You don't need to apologise. That was Paul and Crookston. Thank you very much, Paul. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. Ah, Monday nights beat the pundits. Good. You always just wipe away the memories. If you had a shocker last week, well, it's a new week, and you can try and go one better. Your chance to take on Hugh or Alex and win a signed ball, but you need to get in touch by seven o'clock. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Be quick. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens in the building, and I must say, having listened to the news there, Hugh, the lead story, it reminded me the big day. Hairdressers are back oh, open. Yeah. Ken Barlow, no more. 9 30 this morning, I was there. Thank you, Zoe. You've made a new man of me Do you feel like a new man? You must have lost about a stone in weight Getting those locks off Without doubt Honestly, relief for everyone Across the country Getting their hair cut today Alex, what about Oh no, never mind <laughs> Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football what you, you signal at me Have you had the Mac 3 out of that <laughs> this morning? Do you know what the thing is I actually need to get all you It's starting to go in my eyes Right 01419511025 If you missed the first hour of the show Where on earth have you been? We've been talking uh, About the cup draw Rangers against Celtic What do you make of that one? Uh, the Covid explanation That Stephen Gerrard gave Regarding that appeal Lots of chat as always About Eddie Howe uh, John Kennedy saying he's not been seeking any assurances about his own position So if you've got calls on them, keep them coming uh, And in the not too distant future, I will play you that incredible Brian Rice interview from Saturday uh, But let's play Beat the Pundit first Tonight's contestant is Scott in Paisley How's it going Scott? How you doing Gordon, all right? And it's your fault Scott essentially As a St Mirren fan, you caused this Brian Rice interview uh, Which we will get to, but you must be delighted to be through in the cup Aye, superb, Gordon. Delighted. What did you make of the draw? Couldn't have been any better for us, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, it's all I'm quite confident. Yeah, I think a few teams will will feel that it's opening up. And Vanessa got didn't he? Yeah, I think a few teams will. We've will... already picked Rangers out once, so we'll do it again. <laughs> later on the conference. Confidence, I don't mind that. Are you as confident for beat the pundit though? Ah, I'm 50-50 Right, okay, I'll toss the coin If it is heads You're up against Hugh Keevans I wonder if this will be, you'll be like Samson Yeah Because Power diluted I, I'd say your Beat the Pundit performances Went through the roof During lockdown mm. And now that we're starting to ease things You've had your hair cut Let's see, heads It'll be Hugh Back Tales, to rubbish Tails it's out And it is We're going to test that theory Heads, Hugh Keevans So uh, Let me give you some Clyde 2 to listen to Yep, no he's giving us the thumbs up uh, Scott, you can still hear me So we'll stick 30 seconds on the clock you're head to head with Hugh And you can pass That's the secret Okay If you don't know Pass quickly And move on No problem Alright 30 seconds And your time Starts Now In what year Did Celtic and Rangers Last meet in the Scottish Cup 2012 Name any Scottish side Stephen Dobie played for Before Queen of the South Hibs Who's played in more games This season Kamar Roof or Cedric Eaton Roof Which Celtic manager Signed Georgius Samaras uh, Pass Who's the top scorer in the Scottish Championship this season? Pass Who did Man United beat yesterday? Pass Which Scottish Premiership team has drawn the most games this season? Uh, okay, okay, let's bring Hugh back Hugh, can you hear us? I can They're tricky tonight Ooh. I think, yep, I oh would dear. say so Definitely tricky Let's see how you get on Are you ready? Okay 30 seconds starting now In what year did Celtic and Rangers last meet in the Scottish Cup? Uh 2017 Name any Scottish side Stephen Dobie played for Before Queen of the South Hibs Who's played more games this season Kamar Roof or Cedric Eaton Roof Which Celtic manager signed Georgios Samaras uh, Neil Lennon Who is the top scorer In the Scottish Championship this season Mackay Who did Man United beat yesterday uh, Brighton Which Scottish Premiership team Have drawn the most games this season uh, Aberdeen Okay, okay Scott, they were quite tough, weren't they? Oh, that was solid, God I know, but it's producer Chris I don't know, he's had a rough weekend, I think Didn't get the right Easter eggs And he's come in here in a bad mood And trying to ruin everything's weekend I don't know what he's up to, honestly We will have words um, But don't worry, Scott I don't think you did much better than you So that's the important thing um, In what year did Celtic and Rangers last meet in the Scottish Cup? 2016 18 it oh. was It was a 4-0 win for Celtic um, none of you got that name Any Scottish side Stephen Dobie played four Before Queen of the South You both went Hibs And you are both correct One all Who has played in more games this season Kemar Roof Or Cedric Eaton You both went Kemar Roof And you're both wrong oh. It is Cedric Eaton Which I, I was surprised think, at that yeah, I think he's only got about um, 25 games Roof uh, 29 and 34 So who signed Georgia Samaras Gordon Strachan who is the top scorer in the championship? I mean, I don't even know who you were on about. Billy Mackay plays in the Premiership, so goodness knows what Mackay. Boyce, another Mackay. Oh, Inverness. Are you talking? But it's yeah. Liam Boyce. Boyce. And none of you got it. So after five questions, it's one all, right? <laughs> so it's not a classic, but it's there to it's there for uh, to be taken. So unfortunately, Scott, he's got an advantage here because the grandkids are big Brighton fans. I should have seen this one coming Who did Man United beat yesterday? It was Brighton So he moves into a 2-1 lead And it all comes down to this You clearly both guessed I can tell by the tone of your voice Which Premiership side have drawn The most games this season I mean, producer Chris How are they meant to know that? <laughs> Honestly What a difficult question You went Aberdeen Scott went Livingston Hibs 
It's Dundee United You're all wrong And Scott I cannot believe He's beat you 2-1 It was a Oh it, classy Well done Shuggy boy Look at all the I Well done you Scott just to paint the picture He's pointing to the Non-existent name On the back of his cardigan <laughs> um, In celebration So uh, Scott Hard lines Tough questions No problem Thanks a lot Good All the best Everybody's happy anyway He's team one in the cup Yes yeah. He's happy anyway There we go uh, Right 01419511025 On the phones At Clare SSB On Twitter uh, I did say we'll hear from Brian Rice Because it was Really really powerful Interview from him At the weekend And anything else That you think we've missed In the first hour Well you know what to do Put it right Pick up the phone And let us know What you've got Let's speak to Kevin Who's a Celtic fan What's on your mind Kevin? Hiya uh, guys uh, It was just It was just a couple of points Just about the uh, Eddie Howe situation It was Kind of mainly for Alec I've just been listening To the show And listen I, I, My main opinion is no matter who my manager comes in, it is obviously a big job. It is. With any managerial appointment, I think there's an element of risk with anybody that you bring in. But I don't really understand all the... I heard you saying as well, the big question is, can he do it up here? And Alex talking about the pressure and the size of the club. I mean, this guy's, this guy's got a proven track record as a manager at a higher level than Scotland. Uh, he's... Reputation in terms of his man, his man management skills for ex-players, his reputation's gone. I think people are forgetting, and I'd like to ask Alec, I mean, what was, what was Stephen Gerrard's managerial reputation before he came up here? What was his managerial record before he came to Scotland? Because, um, because as far as I can remember, it was zero. Straight, well, it's straightforward. You've, asked, you've answered your own question because it was a youth uh, thing, but it's in terms of the character. Now, I've actually said that Eddie Howe, his style... His, uh, his philosophy and everything's very impressive I've highlighted what he's done as a manager Kevin so uh, the only thing that I'm worried about is and I actually said to Hugh during the break he says you've got to come for these shows to realise what you're actually putting yourself in for I got back here when I was 34 and nothing prepared me for what was actually coming my while because we started slow and we get bombarded we get battered and believe me I'd never experienced the scrutiny the, you know the media attention and it's, not, it's like nothing I'd ever experienced in 14 years down the road. So this guy's going to come up to this. And I can assure you, regardless what he done at Bournemouth, he will mm. not be ready for that. And you have to learn as you go, Gordon. He will. I think one of the callers said earlier on about he'll, be, he'll have a war chest because whoever comes in will spend 20 mm. million plus Kevin, because of the sales of Edward. No. Kevin, his biggest problem won't be the culture up here, although he'll never have experienced anything like it. But he needs a top-class goalkeeper. He needs a back four. He needs to replace Scott Brown Who for 14 years Has been The heart and soul of Celtic But see to be fair though Whoever the new manager is Would, would have to do that You know yeah. So we can't really ju- We can't really judge Eddie Howe on that right now Because they're just Unavoidable things That any Whoever yeah, it is but, would, but, would have to address but, Of course But they will be the crucial factor Between success and failure Because you've got to make All of these signings Successful signings uh, Kevin it's crazy. I mean surely I, I would expect Eddie Howe uh, the the rumour is how uh, factual is that he's obviously met Dermot Desmond at his own house. Uh, now, a manager that has calibre, with has reputation, a manager that's sought after, he's already knocked back two jobs in the Premiership. Surely he would have sought these kind of insurances in terms of transfer budget, uh, backroom staff. I would expect that he's already laid down the law uh, what his expectations are. Uh, in terms of, I know that some Celtic fans have popped phone in as well, and I know Alex has commented saying, I, I can't believe it's not been out of the line yet. I mean, for all we know, Eddie Howe has asked for a few days to think over because it's a big move. So it might not be just Celtic stalling. 
it may be Eddie Howe said, listen, I need to discuss it with family or whatever, because he's coming through the south coast up to the line, then up here, up the goldfish bowl of Scotland. Um, he, might, he might want extra time to discuss it, so maybe Eddie Howe's taking his time, but, but well, I think in terms of the back four and stuff like that, like you said, he was absolutely bang on, but I think if Eddie Howe would have already asked for assurances in terms of budget. Yeah, he, he asked for assurances in terms of budget, and he, uh, of course he's got all the, the, the strong cards in his hand when he meets Dermot Desmond. But what's got to happen, Kevin, every player that he signs has got to be a success for him. But again, that is the same for any manager. If we are trying to assess whether or not Eddie Howe is going to be a good appointment or not, the fact that he needs to sign a goalkeeper or replace Scott Brown isn't directly relevant because that that's the same for anyone. That That's the point yeah. I'm trying to make. Kevin's coming on initially in response to the... The, the fear, if that's the right word that Can Eddie Howe handle this goldfish bowl? Can he handle the media scrutiny? And Kevin's saying he's operated at a high level um, But also, we always tell ourselves that nothing prepared In fact, we don't tell ourselves Listen, Any manager that comes up here says it They always say, and Alex has said yeah. it Oh, I didn't realise what it was like until I got here How he adjusts to the madhouse is mm. up to him But it is an inescapable fact That whether it's Eddie Howe or Eddie Large You've got to get the right players in You've, he's, His signings have got to be good And he's got an abundance of signings to make And they've really got to be good Kevin, see with the Just because we now have got a bit of a clearer time frame So the Scottish Cup draw has been made If it was to be Eddie Howe would you, Does it make any difference to you If he was in before that game To take charge of that Or would you rather leave it until the end of the season? It would be absolutely perfect If he was in before that game But to be honest, I don't really see it as a problem if he's not there. I think John Kennedy's did a, de- a decent job since he's been in. I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, so for me personally, I just want him signed. I just want it announced. And if he's in before the Celtic game, bonus. And if the Rangers game, sorry, then it's mm-hmm. a bonus. And if he's not, then so be it. And just to pick up on Hugh, Eddie Howe needs to get every single signing right. That's uh, farcical. That, that's never going to happen. Eddie Howe could sign 10 players And See if he gets 7 of them right I think that's a success Because you're never Ever ever Going to get every signing right I mean who would have thought Shane Duffy would have come up here And been worse than Effie Ambrose (laughs) Nobody Nobody would have guessed that So that's impossible That won't happen Yeah you can't You can't get everyone right Because even of course, uh, Gerard did the same as well, Gordon. When you think the first couple of years, yes, the amount of players you through, and and you have to work, and it has to be a a, a progress. And then, and Kevin Wright, it's kind of like getting it's process. a numbers game, isn't it? Because over the piece, if I was to put you in the spot and say, Alex, is Stephen Gerrard's recruitment good? You would say yes, undoubtedly, because overall, that's the picture within there is your yeah. your Omar Sadiq's and all yeah. the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, these things do happen. Kevin is right. Thank you to Kevin um, in Motherwell. That idea of should he Would he come in now Or later Is a fascinating one Hugh Because Alex will know better than us These football guys Back themselves oh. If Eddie Howe is ready to sign And we don't know But if he's ready to sign He might think Brilliant Get me in in that Rangers game Let's see if we can make a difference Let's see if we can End this season strongly And it gives us a platform For next season uh-huh. There might be a more cynical view Which says No no Keep the new manager out of this Keep Make sure he's nothing to do With this season Because it's not been great and get them starting afresh in the summer I, I see both sides of that argument um, Because if he does come in This season has been a disaster for Celtic It's gone from bad to worse uh, In terms of European and domestic football 
uh, and it, it seems that they can get nothing right uh, so part of me would say he should leave it well alone and start with a blank sheet of paper uh, July 31st uh, I can also see the argument that if you're going to pay the man millions of pounds mm. per year to be your manager get him up here and see what difference he can make you, straight away you've got to get him in now Gordon because what an opportunity to come in hit the ground running and you're absolutely right most managers fancy their chances Gordon I don't see Eddie Howe Wait until the summer Because time is of the essence And he needs to go in And assess mm. what's going on Inside Parkhead Then maybe there is maybe there is a third option Where you're not officially Taking over You're sitting in the stand But, but, but you know you're getting the job And you're, you're doing stuff Aren't you behind the scenes You're talking to players Your agents Coaches Whatever it may be That yeah. would be perceived up here uh, By the whataboutters uh, <laughs> As oh, He's trying to have it both ways He's trying to uh, Stand aside from the team mm. And let John Kennedy take the blame. Yeah, I, I don't, yes, but I don't even necessarily mean that. But even Stephen Gerrard spoken before, saying that you know, even before he got a job, any job, he was already known. Well, if I get one, Michael Beale's coming with me, and if I do that, you know, that guy's that. That's the type of thing that I mean. You can, no, well, God, no, you can be putting you. things in place without officially being. The boy Jason Tindall just got let go by Bournemouth. He took over for Eddie so, he did, so yeah. he, he's available. And then you have um, uh, Richard Hughes, director of football down there, technical director down there. So he would slip right into the position. And you're absolutely right, Gordon, because we were talking on the break there. The boy Cook's been mentioned to be coming up as well, who has been his uh, steady centre-half for a long time down there. So you're already planning personnel. even Because I think you'll I think you have a rough idea who mm. uh, will be going out the door in the summer. Now, every now and then, on a Saturday... We've well, we've got the reporters out at the games. They'll all go and speak to managers, and uh, every now and then I'll get the message back. This is no look. You need to play this one out. You need to hear this. You need to hear how passionate this manager is. And sometimes I take it with a pinch of salt. I'll be honest and say, oh, okay, let's let's see what we've got. This one ended all of them, Hugh. This 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 tops yeah. the lot. This was mm. Brian Rice on Saturday. Hamilton beaten three 0 by St Mirren, crashed out of the Scottish Cup, and here's how he felt afterwards. I'm going to say a couple of things I'll probably regret. No, I won't regret it. Because we're Hamilton and we get battered. What do you mean they get a penalty? It's never a screen on game, Gordon. Not in a million year. First 20 minutes, 25 minutes, St Mirren will be far the better team. The rest of the game, we dominated. News, you'll never write that because we're Hamilton. My opinion. My opinion. You'll not write that because we're <laughs> Sorry, we're Hamilton. I want my boys to get credit. We've got beat 3 0. It's never 3 0. Not in a million year. We're getting no credit for nothing. And that's really frustrating, but that's why I'm frustrated. Because they've given it everything. We're doing it to the bare bones of 200 days a day again. We're getting everything we've got, and it's never a 3 nothing game. And I've got to go and pick these lads up. Didn't he ask me? I don't know what a penalty is these days. I know every time somebody falls in their box, it's a penalty. So I don't know what a penalty is. I saw the same referee the day at Dumbarton. No gave Dumbarton a penalty, but gave a penalty here for less. There, that's what I saw. And I'm not shouting these lads, it's just because I'm angry. Because we're getting nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I'm fed up phoning Crawford Allen and being shoved to the side. Because we're only Hamilton. That's what's happening. I phoned Crawford Allen three times in 40 years. And just getting shoved to the side, actually Hamilton. Same referee of the day. Didn't he get a penalty at Dumbarton when the ball went out of the bar? But gave a penalty there when the ball went out of the bar. Tell me. Gotcha. Am I paranoid? 
Well, uh, Hugh, in your many years in the game, I doubt you've heard many more passionate than that following a game. Did in, in the main incident, was he right? Should they have had a penalty? Without doubt. Yeah. Uh, and he's right about the Barton as well. And I started the programme by saying Stephen McLean got it wrong and uh, Patrick Disler out of the cup as a consequence because he got it badly wrong at Tannadice. Now, um, the SFA will have to decide whether they take on Brian Rice here because he's suggesting he is implying bias. Uh, he's implying that things don't go Hamilton Aki's way because they are Hamilton Aki's. Uh, that could be considered uh, a breach of uh, the, the rules by the SFA. We'll leave that up to, to them to decide. As to whether it was a 3 nothing game or not, that, again, that's not mm. the point. The point is that he has lost control of himself momentarily and he has named Crawford Allen as someone mm. who basically ignores what he says because he's just the manager of Hamilton Ackies. With my tongue slightly in my cheek, Alex, I yep. can tell Brian Rice that when we put that clip on Twitter, it's been watched more than a quarter of a million times. So people care <laughs> about the Ackies, Brian. People care. Um, no, listen, I understand his frustration. I have uh, John Fleming, uh, who passed away, I would love to see him for similar uh, situation. I don't necessarily believe that uh, because of the size of the club. Uh, so you got there to air your grievance, Gordon. For me, a lot of it was lip service. I'm not exactly sure what, what was learnt from me going up other than saying, yeah, they five were penalties out of the six that you're showing me. And I'm thinking, it doesn't benefit me anything. Mm. Then you walk away and you think, what's the point? I, I mean, what, what I would agree with them on is if, if it was Celtic and Rangers, it would be talked about more. Obviously, but I, I, I'm not sure how we ever get around that. That's an unavoidable fact of how many fans you've got and therefore how, how much coverage but, you know, I don't but, think that ever changes but are you implying that referees don't give mm. Hamilton Ackies penalties because they're Hamilton Ackies that's that that to me doesn't hold water Alex it's one of the most explosive things I've yeah. ever played out in the show but their action was very interesting lots of comments on Twitter I mean we don't always agree obviously there was sure. There, there was some to contradict this But lots saying Nah do you know what Good on them Don't mind that passion It's about time someone called out the refs It's terrible God, and God, Gordon we, we have a go at referees More or less every week now Me and Hugh yeah. we, we, we obviously get a howler Most weeks as, as a referee's made a, a, a bad decision But we've just looked at the Dundee United Winning goal uh, During the last break Which is clearly a foul against him Ian McCall will be raging about that So I understand managers' frustrations uh, I understand uh, Chipper's frustration there as well when you listen to uh, Jim Goodwin, he says it was never a 3-0 either, so there's a source of frustration there. Uh, and he's just trying to kind of galvanise his group of players. Uh, for me, it was a cry for uh, a togetherness because the refs are against us, we're a small club, and he's just trying to get his boys going clearly frustrated. Yeah, bigger fish to fry as well, of course, with the league yeah. season coming to its conclusion. 01419511025, this is an ideal time to pick up the phone. We could be speaking to you next. And I've got a good full-time teaser for you as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is here. Alex Ray is alongside them. They're going to need to show off their teamwork skills here because I've got a full-time teaser for them. Uh, but you lot can play along at home. And the only thing that's absolutely certain is that you will get the answers before they do. So thank you very much to Gary Percival who sent tonight's question in. Uh, and by the way, as always, we, we need your questions We love having them So if you want to hear your question used on the show If you think you've got one that you could catch the pundits out with Fulltime at Clyde1.com Doesn't take much to catch them out, I must say uh, Gary says, six managers have taken charge of five or more English Premier League teams It does not include caretaker spells 
Six managers Five or more Premier League teams They've been in charge of And it does not include Caretaker What have you got for me? Sam Allardyce Yes he's top of the lot Eight Roy Hodgson uh, Yeah five He's on five Okay well leave it there You're making short work of this uh, We're only looking for Six did I say uh, And you've got two of them already So we'll leave it there Allardyce and Hodgson uh, Don't forget the lineup. For the next round of the Scottish Cup Will be completed this evening Queen of the South Against Hibs In Dumfries mm. um, Settled on the night Remember Extra time Penalties if required And then the draw For the fourth round Will be complete So we're looking forward to that one the, Any shock On the cards there? Uh, it shouldn't be uh, Marciano back in goal Kevin Nisbet uh, Now a fully fledged Scotland international They ought to have Too much for QOS mm. I don't know I, listen, I've had I some good I, results This season yeah, Queen of the I, South I think recently They've had some really good results Decent form Gordon uh, I actually seen them Earlier in the season I thought oh It'll really struggle But he's turned it around Alan he's Good brand of football as well Won at Tynecastle Yeah absolutely recently, yeah. Didn't he? Mm, So it'll be a fascinating Possibly. one That Looking forward to it I must say Right let's go back to the phones And bring in John Who is a Rangers fan What's your point tonight John? Gordon Hello Q, Alec I'll quickly before I get my point See the Celtic manager job yeah. I really don't care who they get Because it's not going to bring back their 10 in a row <laughs> I really don't care That's fine, yep <laughs> Never going to get their 10 in a row So it doesn't bother me But I want to talk about the board of directors at Ibrox And Stephen Gerrard Scott Wright Tremendous signing Look at the squad that we built up The players at Suit and Loan We've got another player going to come in for Bournemouth That is Tremendous Yeah I'm interested in the, the fact you, you picked out Scott Wright John I Take it you saw something in him last night And in the last couple of games that, that's exciting you Gerard even said that they've got to build him up He's His touch He's just he's, he, looks, he looks just enthusiastic And he looks keen And for a boy that I didn't ever heard of To be honest with you He'd been injured and all of a sudden mm. he appeared It looks like a bit of It's not the same type of player as Glenn Kamara But somebody with fun Three clubs Not mean yep. Kamara Look at Kamara We've stole somebody I think Again For next day nothing And it could go into Bigger and better things Alex what have you made of Scott Wright And then you know, Culminating in last night Gordon he made a, a few good cameos You know he was coming off the bench And you think This boy's lively He's he's bright uh, I think the caller Was saying there That you know He needs to build up My understanding is He's put on Six or seven kilos You know he's battered uh, The weight on He looks a lot more I thought, it, I thought it was four But I mean I, 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 right. I won't, I won't split a half a stone. Yeah you could be right But what I'm saying is he's put If it's a half a stone It's a half a stone Which is impressive In a short Some period going, of time yeah. So I like what I see I think he's still got a good bit to go To be a regular Gordon But He has potential And Stephen Gerrard And I think this is, When you're looking at players Who play in the forward area for Rangers They need to be mm. adding with goals Assists and good uh, territory moving forward with the ball And so I think he's got all the ingredients And I think it's an absolute steal I think it was 150 grand I think he could potentially kick on And it's another option to keep the guys who are The mainstay on their toes John, the, the nature of the deal as well the, the time frame The fact that he could come in now Then get up to speed if he needs to And then hopefully be kind of, you know, ready for Champions League qualifiers Or start the next season That, that must please you it does please me. Um, uh, it really pleases me. I'm a bit well. Actually, I see the boy that we're getting for is playing at Oxford. I like to have seen him come in as well before now. Do you Oxford? know what I mean? Because, Do you know what I mean? Bournemouth? No, but he's not Bournemouth. He's written one to Oxford. All oh, right, yep. 
Even out of Oh, Barker I him quite clever I know my team Oh, you're talking about Barker Off a ball Is it not the one that she had to come in Off a ball No, he went to No, he's at Oxford, I'm sure Somebody can double check Honestly, I've lost track Alex is shouting Brandon Barker I know you're talking about someone else Don't No, we're talking about the boy you were saying Off a ball Off a door But see the pool we've got do you know what I mean? Edmondson's out, Jordan Jones is out, and the amount of players that we've actually, the squad that we've got, we've built, and Jenner's built it in three years. And it's, it, it, look at it, the board's backed him with the amount of players that we've actually got. We've got abundance of players, actually. But whether people, some people like them, some people don't. But I think it's tremendous what we've done in the last three years. Offerboard's on loan at Wickham Wickham He's I, on I loan know, at Wickham I, 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 I know what I'm talking about He's one of my employers Thanks very much I'll get the apology <laughs> later I'm very sorry Hugh Obviously right th- th- This stuff becomes a little bit easier When you've You've got a A, a cushion at the top And, and then yeah. you go and win the league But you know That's that's, that's Rangers own doing they, They've yeah. deserved that to, to be able to Do your business in January People always tell us What do they say Ah oh, it's a hard window Or oh, it's You know it's Terrible window you, you can't do business But What it does allow you to do Is whether it's a Scott Wright Or someone else If you can get them in there You use This period To, to, to iron out any Bulk them up in the gym yeah. Feed them whatever it is You need to feed them Get them games Let them make mistakes And then hopefully You're getting the, the player At his peak in July Rather than You sign the player in July And you need to pitch him Straight into a difficult Champions League qualifier Yeah Everything that Rangers Have done and are doing uh, You know It's coming off for them uh, And if you Look back on this season uh, In May You'll think That what Celtic did In bringing in Barkas And Shane Duffy uh, All the things That went wrong For them in that regard uh, So that's why Rangers are starting The season I mean someone Earlier on Criticised me For saying that Rangers were favourites To win the league Next season My rationale Is simply That That Rangers are there a squad that's ever expanding Scott Wright being the latest one to re-emerge He had cameo roles as Alex said But now he's re-emerging uh, Everything that they touch in that regard Is coming off for them And Celtic must recruit well And must rebuild Practically a whole team For the end of July Gordon, see, sorry just to butt in there See, see when you go back to the start of the, the summer I think most people looking at Celtic signings were thinking they were very excited because no one went out the door and they'd added quite a lot of quality at that particular time and it didn't work. So there is no certainty when players are signing, even for large sums of money. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of football, isn't Absolutely, it? You have yeah. to call it at the time. Absolutely. Everyone, not, not just Celtic fans, I think even neutral observers probably thought Celtic did good business when you looked at Shane Duffy's CV. Even Barkas didn't know a lot yeah. about him, but had played Champions League, Greek international, and you you don't know obviously about that. But there are guys who are paid to try and know, which, and that's yeah. where your recruitment um, department comes into it. Right, uh, where are we? We're about ten minutes away from kick off between Queen of the South and Hibs, so we'll keep an eye on the early stages of that one if we can. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're doing the full time teaser, uh, and we are on the phones as well. Let's go to James, who's in Paisley. Hi, James. Hi Gordon right. um, right. Good evening to you and Alex as well mm-hmm. I mean, The point I'm just trying to make I mean, When is the kind of referees Ever going to be held accountable to, For their mistakes I mean, There seems to be so many mistakes Coming over the years And when, even this weekend I mean, 
I mean, some of these kind of decisions can be uh, costing the managers their job or maybe relegation battles. I mean, I've never held a council with this. I mean, if they make big, uh, uh, wrong decisions in high-profile games, they're never demoted, they're, they're never anything. There doesn't seem to be any punishment from the SFA for them. Yeah, it's a common complaint, Hugh. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not looking to punish them, you're, you're looking to up the standard. And I think the standard's diabolical. Uh, as I say, Partick Thistle, to my way of thinking, are out of the cup because of that mistake Because they had no time to go over the referee's mistake mm. uh, Whereas they might have had extra time uh, Had the, the score stayed at one all. Dumbarton, I thought the penalty decision uh, with Rafik. regard to Joe Lewis, the Aberdeen goalkeeper, is comical uh, So the caller is quite right that these are materially influencing the outcome yeah. of matches But... If by accountability you mean drop them down a division or or uh, leave them out for a month or whatever, we're going to run out of referees then. It's always a great debate, Alex, because yeah. people do feel there's a lack of accountability. It won't just be James. Loads of people feel that way. On the subject of of dropping, you know, demoting, whatever. How, how yeah. does that how does that work then, right? Because take and I don't want to pick on him, but you mentioned Stephen McLean at the weekend. You felt. That the winner for Dundee United should never have stood You felt yeah. Nicky Clark blatantly pushed the Partick Thistle player He collided with the goalie The ball ends up in the back of the net If you say to Stephen McLean That's a horror You've missed that You're doing Albion Rovers next week Does he then come back the following week And miraculously start being able to spot those decisions What, what, what is the rationale? Yeah I know Well the thing is Gordon I think you are less likely to get the the category A's, the big games, uh, if that's the case. Mm. We have seen over the years where referees have been demoted. Uh, there's been su- several of them down. The problem we have is, Gordon, we have such a small pool of referees. Uh, and unfortunately, you have to keep going back to the same guys because the greatest respect, the next group down are a bit younger. They don't have mm. the same experience to come up to that top flight. And unfortunately, we're in a cycle with that. And I don't know how it gets better because, as Hugh says... We see it year after year, you know, some of the some of the mistakes. See, I actually looked where Stephen McLean was at that instant you're talking about with Nicky Clark. He had a perfect, uh, it was mm. a clear view of that instant and he doesn't see it. But more importantly as well, the linesman's looking across that line and he's looking square on that so he can clearly see that as well. So between the two of them, they can't get that call right. I know the, the, the big complaint over Ryan Edwards and Brian Graham and what happened off the ball. I, I excuse Stephen McLean I can't give what you can't see. Uh, no, no. Uh, I mean, even television missed it as well, uh, and so couldn't show it so that we could make our mind up on that. But it, television mm. did show clearly. Nicky Clark does commit a foul. James, to do that, you know, demote referees. The guys agree. It, it certainly does. It, it punishes them. Yes. Would that improve standards? Do you think? I don't know, but there must be something we could do to improve mm. the standard refereeing because it was obviously the guys are agreeing that when. The shocking, uh, the standard referee mm. is shocking, but it I'm, would be good to know what what the the silver bullet is. Hugh, you've is the obvious big one. The other one we keep hearing is full time refs, uh-huh. and um, whilst I'm not pretending this is scientific at all, but I, every time one of our clubs plays in the Europa League or Scotland go into the international stage, I feel like I see refs that are. At times worse than, than what yeah, we have yeah, here yeah. And they'll all be full time That's just me I can't pretend to have seen every full time ref And be able to make a more of an informed decision But look at some of the decisions Full time refs gave Against Rangers in the latter stages Of the Europa League Alex Mind blowing Look at look at, look at at the failure yeah. to award Ryan Christie A penalty um, for Scotland last week And again I know I'm picking kind of isolated incidents 
But maybe that's just me. Do you guys watch English Premier League or, or other games and think, oh, these refs are much better? Uh, I'll be honest with you I actually see the, the English Premiership And I think they mostly do Gordon really? There's occasionally I, thought, I think is VAR not showing them up Something terrible I think recently. Oh, but, but, does that, but does that not uh, Listen I think if you put VAR Into Scotland It would mm. You know It would be horrific For, for the referees mm. uh, But I think by actually Showing what you're saying uh, You are re-refing it So you're going to pick up More mm. uh, mistakes I'll tell you what Thanks to James Let's bring in Ian Because he's a Partick Thistle fan And you just happen to use that As your yeah. example uh, Ian Is there a bit of a a sour taste left after that cup exit at the weekend? Uh, yeah, as per always against Indy United and some of these teams we never seem to get uh, rub of the green or fair treatment, should I say. That that, that was my uh, going to be my second point. Um, but I, I can answer that now. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, um, the, the, the penalty was probably, I'd say, 75%. Yeah, definitely a penalty. Right. Give the referee a, a better chance that maybe he didn't see it right. As far as your second goal went, I watched the replay time and time again and the referee was standing five yards away looking straight at them. You seen Nicky Clark she actually shoved the player into the goalkeeper. Now if you can see that on the camera from fifty yards mm-hmm. away, he's standing five yards away. How did he miss that? Mm. I like that Hugh um, Dundee United have put up Their own clip of the goal Just to, to kind of celebrate it And say you know Well done we're through And it's from their own camera Behind the goal Which is great It's fine for them Because I wouldn't expect them To complain um, But it just makes it look Even more blatant It's like a yeah. close up view From the back of Of the incident You know As I say For me The problem is that uh, It should have been a foul uh, And it was so late Into the game Partick this one Might have had extra time And uh, the chance to make up for the fact that they had squandered good opportunities to score in the first half of the game. Partick Thistle, in part, contributed mm. towards their own downfall. However, it was such a blatant foul. And as Alec has said, the referee was so well placed to see it. You've got to get these calls right because, to my way of thinking, at that point, he's put Partick Thistle out the cup. Yeah, I mean, Ian, there was another incident, but it was, it was kind of off the ball. Ian, um, yeah, Ian McCall was talking about it. I think he referenced the phrase, and like an amateur game, he felt that Ryan Edwards had, had punched out at Brian Graham. He felt denied a stonewall penalty. I, I, I don't know if you've seen it, Ian. Have you seen that? I'm not aware of any footage which shows that one. I've seen the, the, the penalty incident, and I'm, I'd say 75% yeah. the referees would have given that. The, the off the ball one, there's no footage no, of that, is there? I, I didn't see it, no. but I'll be honest with you, I know what Brian Graham's like, and I bet the two of them had been at it most of the game. The guy <laughs> may have overreacted uh, and, and did something because apparently the whole thistle band is very irate about it. Yeah, they certainly are. The, 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 the point I would like to make is I feel that McCall who took a big gamble before this game. They played Airdrie last Saturday and beat them 4-2 to move into the playoff positions. Then played 4 for midweek and made six changes from a team that won 4-2. Went in at half-time, 2-1 down. Made three subs at half-time, another two subs after an hour. One of which, Erskine got a hamstring injury after we were on the pitch for less than 15 minutes, which points that he hadn't warmed up properly. Had to play the remainder of the game for ten, with 10 men and scraped a two-each draw with the team bottom of the league. Mm. Then come Saturday, it's back nine of the players who played against the Airdrie started. So to me, he was putting out a second-string second team because he designed the cup. And surely he has to go now because his priority must be to get this all into the championship. Anything in the cup's a bonus. But to make six changes for a team that wins 4-2, to play bottom of the league and then have to, have to turn mm. around and 
should change three at half time because they were 2-1 down against the worst team in the league it really it beggars belief I wonder it's a gamble I know Ian you're thinking that it's prioritising the cup Alex the, the alternative view might be because of the schedule there's a lot of games coming up coming and fast. I, but then you know Ian I can I can sense would say well the league should be the priority and you, you can rest them elsewhere I mean Thistle went Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday so not not as extreme as some of the others yeah. who had the Thursday game in there um, I kind of knew there would be strange things happening yeah. with teams at the moment but Ian's Problem is he's saying it shouldn't have been in that game Because it's, it's ultimately costly Yeah and I understand where Ian's coming from Because obviously they're desperate to get back up to the Championship Gordon they're 8 points off the top with a game in hand They will be looking to try and bounce back But for me it's just a bridge too far But you don't know what's actually going on with the players Gordon Ian McCall's best place for that So that's all the kind of defence I can have in Ian his. make sure you stay in touch in the coming weeks Thank you to Ian in Bearsden Any more on the teaser quickly You've got Allardyce and Hodgson Alan Pardew Yes one more from you Brilliant. Alex uh, Mark Hughes Yes two to get we'll get them next <laughs> Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, but there is still time for your calls. We need these two to answer the teaser, and Queen of the South against Hibs has just kicked off. So there's plenty to keep us going. Three minutes on the clock, still goalless. Almost an opening for Queen of the South early on. Yeah, it was good. Goalkeeping Gordon there. Uh... I don't think it's Massey Arnold's in goal Macy Macy uh, came out and just Intercept uh, the centre forward for Queen's uh, Good start though I'm happy that that, that Macy's eventually getting a shot Hugh Because every Saturday when our reporter goes to the games And they read the Hibs subs out It's always Macy because he's the sub keeper And then it's David Gray And they always say Macy (laughs) Macy Gray And then I I get confused And uh, I've got visions of her sitting in a Hib strip on the bench So it's Macy the goalkeeper Harry Redknapp (laughs) Sorry Manager Oh the teaser right Yeah oh, absolutely He's in early doors um, Six managers who've taken charge Of five or more English Premier League teams You are right Harry Redknapp yes, Alan Pardew Roy Hodgson Mark Hughes Sam Allardyce Which means you've got one more to get So we'll get it in just a second Let's bring in Andy Who's a Celtic fan in Royston What have you got for us Andy? I, so I just tuned in on the programme late So if it was covered earlier on the show I'm sorry Gordon No such heard, thing Andy Always happy to elaborate I heard, I heard the, the discussion Whether or not it would be pertinent For the If it's going to be Eddie Howe The new Celtic manager Came in now at the end of the season I just think that's absolutely Non-negotiable That's an absolute given He comes in just now Comes in the day As soon as he signs the contract He's in For a number of reasons really uh, Firstly It gives him Five weeks before the end of the season to have a look at players, to try and make relationships with players, for example, Edward, Ayer, Christie, to let the players see what kind of style he's going to play, to let them maybe buy into his vision. Secondly, it gets them an understanding of those people he can weed out at the end of the season, so he doesn't have to give them a chance early next season. But most importantly, for the 31st of... The target for Celtic is if Rangers are going to become not just a flash in the pan this season, but sustainable challengers. Celtic only spend money on everybody said... So the quickest way of getting that money back is through Champions League qualification, which is the 31st of July. So bring them in now with, with preparation for the 31st of July is an absolute no-brainer. And if Celtic are appointing a manager this week, he'll be in place, no doubt about it. Well, yeah, Andy makes a very convincing case, Hugh. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's certainly no room for halfway houses. You know, you can't come up here and the club say, but Eddie will uh, sit at Lennox Town and uh, John Kennedy will take charge of the team on match days. Uh, there are no halfway houses. If he's coming up, then he comes up now, and uh, you know he's in charge against Livingston on Saturday. As far as I'm concerned, if he becomes the manager, 
with regard to Odds and Edward Decisions like that Will be out with uh, The manager's control Because he's counting down His contract And Celtic can't have that They need to get Money in uh, for Odson Edward, I, I think I think of that is the overriding factor. But I wonder if Andy's point is, you know, just on the off chance, just if there's a one percent chance that you can come in and make such an impression on uh-huh. it, maybe not Edward, but on someone where they go, do you know what? I, I thought it was in my way out, but I want to play for this guy. Maybe won't happen, but Andy's point is that there's certainly no chance of it happening yeah, if, you, yeah. if you're not there. As I say, as far as I'm concerned, if he is appointed. Uh, Celtic manager this week I see no reason why he's not there on Saturday when Celtic play Livingston uh, and although there are two games against Rangers to come uh, he'll just have to get in about it uh, and t- take care of those two matches as well uh, but if they decide that they don't want him here mm. at all this season and that those who've got Celtic into this bother can uh, negotiate the last five games or six games uh, then We'll have to discuss the matter again Andy, yeah. the Scottish Cup draw yesterday In case you hadn't noticed You will be heading to Ibrox Does that have any impact at all On on, on your feelings of you know when Eddie Howe comes in Or are you all about this bigger picture? Absolutely not I mean I've heard you saying a couple of times And, and need a respect to him But the Scottish Cup doesn't matter uh, Celtic have made a, a full of themselves this season And he also just said a second ago They've got themselves into this mess Let them get themselves out of it there's three trophies to be played for the course of the season. We still have a trophy to play for. And my, my view is that why take a gamble that John Kennedy knows he's leaving? Why go to Ibrox with a manager who's not really uh, got any commitment from the club that he's staying there? Why not give the guy who you're going to put your faith in, you're going to give the budget to? I think the Scottish Cup, again, I said that I phoned the programme last, last week. That's, Twice in a fortnight to tell him to tell him must not be great to be Gordon. But honestly, I, I believe no offence taken. The, the league's done. The league's done. The Scottish Cup now is a massive, massive tournament for Celtic. Mm. So it didn't matter who we got in the draw because you'd need to play Rangers at some point. Yeah, I said there's that old, that there's that alternative view, Andy, which it doesn't sound like you subscribe to, but I'll throw it out there anyway. That this is a Celtic team that isn't as good as as you guys would have wanted, and if you've got a new manager, you you don't want him. Damaged, if that's the right word, by you know a defeat to Rangers or crashing out of the cup, that you don't you don't buy that. I take it back to when when uh, Brendan Rodgers left Celtic, and a lot of people were saying that he he done he done dirty the club basically. However, as a manager, if you've got an opportunity to go into a squad in March and have assessment, and most importantly, make your mistakes at that point of the season, rather than in when, when everybody knows a goldfish bowl, rather than in August and he makes a mistake in August and it's to use some of the words I use, it's a calamity. You know, come in, assess the squad, get to know the players. The other thing is, as well is it comes in in August and there'll be some charlatans in the Celtic squad who would get away with it for a couple of weeks eh, and maybe get a new contract. Well, come in just now, you've got another five or six weeks to work with them. Try and assess their personality, their work rate, see everything they're training. It's not just five games. It's it's probably about 30 days full down training with him yeah. he's, going to, he's going to understand what's needed uh, I think it's, it's, it's non-negotiable And he needs to come in And he needs to try and win the squad That's a fair point Alex Because yeah. even if Eddie Howe was to come in Even if And clearly hypotheticals Rangers batter them twice He'll still have Well he'll have a bit of grace there Of I'm sure the Celtic fans won't be happy on the day But in the bigger picture Well it's not his team Yeah 
This is this you know the, the proper yeah. start is in the summer. Gordon, I had a discussion with Hugen back after the show on Saturday, exactly on this topic. I says he has to come in now. There's a bigger picture. You have to come in and try and change Christie, Ayer, and Edwards' mind. Then you have to assess the players who are going out the door, who's going to be about the place, mm. and it just allows you to get your feet under the table. I don't think anybody after five or six weeks of this season would come in and go, "As guys are dud," because it'd be such a transformation in the summer with the amount of players coming in the door. Anything else we've missed, Hugh? Thank you to Andy, by the way. Always good to hear from you, Andy. If the telly's really bad, you're really bored, and life's getting you down, uh, please pick up the phone. We're here for you. Yeah, uh, that was Andy in Royston. Anything else we've missed? I mean, we've made it to five to eight. You've not mentioned the spectacular victory at Fort Martin for the Steelmen. Right, okay, I'll let that slide. Too easy. Um, anything else? Kelly again. That would be the, that'd be the same Hat-trick, routine. Yes. Hard, to, hard to think of a guy who's made a more telling impression in a short space of time as Lafferty has done since going to Kilmarnock, and they've got Ross County this Saturday at Rugby Park. Oh, how good will that be? Yeah, I mean, a, a win for Kilmarnock and that game puts Ross County. In bother And mm-hmm. it continues the, the momentum that uh, Kelly have built up So An inspired move By Tommy yeah. Wright To get his Fellow countrymen in We gave Clyde And Inverness A results of the weekend So we've Covered off the shocks There yeah, I think we've I think we've pretty much done it um, We could be here until midnight That's the beauty of Scottish football But you two have got One more answer To t- give me One more manager Who's taken charge Of five or more English Premier League Clubs. You've got Allardyce, Mark Hughes, Roy Hodgson, Alan Pardew, and Harry Redknapp. Uh, I'm surprised at you, I must say. The Gleesh. Every bit as obvious as the rest of them. No, it's no King Kenny, is it? No, no. no. He's no. still in situ. Did we see how. We said Hodgson, didn't we? Uh huh. Birmingham. Wigan oh, Sunderland Brucey. Hull Brucey, Brucey, Steve Brucey. Bruce We got there in the end Thanks to Gary for that question Let me remind you If you want to hear your question on the show It's full time At Clyde1.com Thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Thank you to you lot Thank you for all your calls And your tweets And for listening We are back tomorrow 6 o'clock With Roger Hanna And Gordon Diel It promises to be a very interesting week in Scottish football so make sure you join us then I'm looking forward to it I'll see you then and in the meantime Meg McHugh is up next